Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, October 4th, 2022. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. The lovely and talented Steve Wolfong has joined us from his humble abode, his man cave, his office. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel. Doing all right, man. You doing well? Doing okay. The hottest time on the recruiting front, we are in the heart of the season, but there are some good questions up here that we got from the front row. We're going to take those, talk football, and we are going to go get out on the road and do some work. So this may not be the longest show we've ever had, but we do appreciate Steve stopping by. Your general impressions so far, we'll get to those. There's some large recruiting questions, though, we have to start with. XBiddy asks... Does 27 plan on including on three recruiting rankings in their composite? We already do. They're already in there. It's done. I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that. Obviously, on three, the newest of the recruiting services. It is always good for the composite to have as many reliable networks on there, though. The whole point of the 24-7 sports composite is to kind of flatten those numbers out and give you a consensus. They have some good people over there, so a good addition to that as well. Any news on Donald following his visit to Ohio State? Defensive lineman, not much crystal ball activity headed towards Columbus. Yeah, he had a he had a really good official visit to Ohio State. Saw fit, talked to him after his visit. Said great visit. Saw everything I needed to see. Highlight was the game atmosphere. Uh, he loved the way. Buckeye Nation was turned up, said it was insane. You know, thinks he has an opportunity to play early and also said that he's close with Ryan Day and Larry Johnson, you know, and uh, met with Coach Day a couple times on his official, called Coach Johnson a mentor. And, uh, you know, next up for him is an official visit to Oklahoma the weekend of October 15th. And as of last week, said he was talking with the Clemson staff about setting one up with them. You also have Florida in there swinging hard in Michigan. Florida and Michigan. Okay. Another one, Bidster. Keon Keeley and Damon Wilson are visiting Alabama and Georgia this weekend. 
Do you feel we will have a better read on where these highly touted prospects may commit to following their visits? We would certainly hope that that would advance the, you know, the process. What's your kind of general vibe on each guy going in? Obviously, we've had you on here several times, and you've got a chance to talk about those guys. So we're kind of rehashing some stuff. But just there's so much chatter about visits to Alabama and Georgia when they have already visited Ohio State, and we all know the vibes. Bring us obviously very uh, must. Not obviously must gets is a stretch, but Ohio State has drilled down on several prospects. Well, for both Keon and Damon, I don't know how much they thought about their recruitment last week with the hurricane running through their neck of the woods. Uh, I think it really got a piece of Damon Wilson's school and did a lot of damage around there. And then for Keon, him and his, his family evacuated and went four hours north and and stayed away from it. So um, regarding their recruitments, you know, Keon's going to take his official visit to Alabama this weekend for the Texas A&M game. It's going to be a night game. Um, it's going to have a lot of blue chip prospects there. Uh, um, and uh, he's been to Alabama several times. Um, his mom told me coming out of the second Ohio State visit of the season that they would take the official to Alabama, that they were excited to take the official to Alabama, and that they may take a couple weeks after that to just think um, uh, on on, uh, uh, on his process. And then Damon, coming out of his Ohio State official visit, which was the first weekend of September, his family said at the time that could be his last visit. Um, so I think Georgia you know, has really turned up the intensity in the recruitment of Damon Wilson over the last – you know, since the summer, since they had him on campus. And, you know, now they're going to bring him in for an official visit and we'll see how that moves the needle. Uh, um, but he really enjoyed his time with the Georgia staff during the summer. Now he's coming back for an official. He already took his official to Alabama in the summer. Uh, they have The family has not said this, but it would not surprise me if he still took an official visit to Miami before making a decision. You know, so those are kind of the four contenders for him. That's kind of where things stand. Ohio State's near the top of the list for both. This is big boy recruiting. You win some, you lose some. Um, but Ohio State's in it at the end for both of these guys. Um, and then just a little bonus nugget, but, you know, continue to hear, uh, as does my colleague Greg Biggins out west, that Ohio State's the one that beat for Mateo Uagalele right now, you know, who's the third five-star defensive lineman on the board, and and then David Hobbs, uh, a top 247 defensive lineman, took a visit to Ohio State this past weekend. I talked to his mom about that yesterday, talked to him about it a little bit. I'll have a story up on the site later today. I believe the Dean Bill K got some stuff from him too. That's probably still an uphill battle, in my opinion, uh, um, for him with uh, Michigan also getting a visit. He was on those trips with his little sister who's a Division I basketball recruit. Um you know, Alabama, uh, North Carolina, Auburn, uh, Georgia, um, and Tennessee are schools that were firmly entrenched in his recruitment. And, uh, you know, the Big Ten school is trying to make a move here late. Always an extra nugget from the Fong. We love it. Let's stick in the Big Ten here. And the question is from Northwest Ohio Buck 2009, and it's a good one. Does the firing of Paul Christ improve our chances with Donovan Harbor. Paul Christ, of course, the longtime Wisconsin coach, yeah. very successful coach. I can't remember off the top of my head a coach fired with that kind of record. Um, 
really impressive. But um, I think Ohio State probably being up 28 nothing with 13 minutes to go in the second quarter and pounding Wisconsin once again didn't help. How does it improve our chances with Donovan Harbor? Maybe explain to us who Donovan Harbor is and then even what you think of the Chris firing. Well, Donovan Harbor is one of the most coveted uh, offensive linemen in the 2024 class. He was at the Notre Dame game, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I talked to a lot of kids after that game. I believe he was one of them. And, he, you know, he's super high on Ohio State. Um, if anything, I think it could maybe help, can maybe help Wisconsin that they fired Paul Chris because the program trajectory was arrow down. So now Wisconsin's going to rally some hope around this program, which could rejuvenate some excitement around the state. I know that he'll have to establish some new relationships with or, or potential new relationships, depending on how much that staff really uh, turns over. You know, they have an interim coach there that some people are saying could be the next head guy. I would take a run at some other dudes. Um, but uh, Ohio State's obviously near the top of his list. If, if a Wisconsin team is trending downward, it makes it a much easier to pick Ohio State with a new coach in there. There'll be new excitement. Perhaps he might not have any relationships, so that'll be a factor. But you know, I would imagine the new coaching staff would target him rather quickly. So we'll see what happens. But Wisconsin, they're number 81 nationally in, in, in total offense this year. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, last year they were 89. They were 120 in passing offense last year. 105 and, and, and passing efficiency offense last year. They've really just been a boring team to watch, Dan. And so I'm just, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm excited. They just become predictable. You know what I mean? They become predictable. You know what's going to happen. You know who they're going to beat. You know who they're going to lose to. And the biggest myth, or like you see these Big Ten West programs and their defenses being propped up as these great defenses and they're all ranked high in, in the NCAA year in and year out. But all the offenses in the Big Ten West typically suck every year. So when you're lining up against crap offenses, it can skew your or slow paced offenses. You can walk around like you got this great damn defense, but you know, who are you playing against? <laughs> so um, you know, I, I'm ready to see some new, uh, a new regime at Wisconsin and see what they can do. And I mean, Lance Leipold, Sean Lewis at Kent State, he's a dude. Kent State's, you know, that's been a historically horrendous place to play football from a winning standpoint. And he's turned them into uh, a, a you know a very respectful mid-major that's had some success and they've had some fun on offense there so and he's an alum those are the guys that i'm excited about potentially for wisconsin no no nothing internal excites me about wisconsin and rolling with that now you always i mean it doesn't mean it won't be a good hire if you stay eternal it just does not excite steve wilfong you know I got you. Going into it, uh, we always reserve the right to change our minds. And who knows who the next offensive coordinator will be for Wisconsin if they did go with Coach Leonard. Um, but I, I'm ready to just get get a new get new people in there all the way. Like, don't promote from within from a mediocre team. 
Don't do that. Would be my say. Would be my take. But I'm not there every day. I don't have the conversations every day. I'm just armchair quarterbacking with you on on, on Bucknuts here, and uh, again, uh, reserve the right to change my mind. No disclaimers needed. Uh, they've obviously got Jim Leonard in there as the interim, well-known defensive. Having a top ten defense playing against Wisconsin, Illinois, or excuse me, playing against Illinois, Northwestern, Iowa, uh, Indiana, uh, uh, this just 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 does not excite me. You know what I'm saying? Like. I understand hey, Minnesota, their offense is definitely on the uptick, especially when they're fully healthy. But I just meant collectively, so I don't need people coming out of the woodwork saying, well, Minnesota's off. I understand Minnesota's got a good offense when they're healthy. I know that Purdue sometimes can post a crooked number. But historically, these offenses in the Big Ten West, not very good. And the Big Ten as a whole is kind of a slower-paced game. So when you're trumpeting these great defenses, I still say – most of the defensive, you know, a lot more SEC players hearing their names called in the NFL draft on defense than any other league. No question. And I think to back up Steve's point, if you go look at the recent rankings, Wisconsin always is at the top of the defense rankings in all the categories. And I used to be worried about that when we when we would play them. And then you'd actually watch the game and realize that's more of a schematic deal and like you said, well, Jim Leonard. Uh, yeah. Can't match up. Can't no. match up. All right, we're going to take a quick come back, handle some more questions here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. Let's take a couple of these and then be good about this. Do you know who this is? What can you tell us about Nolan Hauser? Kicker William Amos Huff High School. You heard of that dude? I no, certainly haven't. I'm not. Uh, this is Kickers awesome. really aren't your forte. This is awesome that this question snuck in. Um, I know. I threw it in there for I, that reason. Uh, who's the producer? Who's producing this bad boy? Who do we get on? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, we need. I, I, uh, we need I, one. I, if you know, one. is this Nolan Hauser's family? I, I unfortunately don't know, but I did just pull up his profile, and he's got two offers, which I know is. I mean, that's normally one more than most specialists get. So I was going to say, not bad for a kicker. He must be damn good, man. I, my, I, I am a armchair quarterback and going to say that Nolan Hauser is pretty damn good if he's got two committable kicking offers. So no. congrats, no. congrats, Nolan. You keep keep bombing it, brother. All right, let's take some general questions that I had on here. One that we got in several spots. One, do you agree that Ohio State should be ranked number one? 
No, um, I'm not saying that. I mean, I think that they're good enough to win the national championship, but I wouldn't rank them one. I'd have to, I'd make them go prove it on the field against an SEC opponent. I, look, the, you know, I know Georgia didn't play great the last two weeks, but I mean, you know, they got, they got to get healthy, but they're, you know, they've also shown that they're really, really good. Uh, Alabama, when they're healthy and right, you know, um, those, those would be the two teams that I would rank at the top right now. Alabama and Georgia uh, would be my top two, but I mean, I'd have Ohio state at the dance, you know, and, you know, all you need to do is get a ticket into the room and then you get oh, to yeah. prove it. You, that. you get to prove it from there. But no, I would I wouldn't rank them number one. How about this dude? Damatha, I put this up here obviously because of my DMV bias. Damatha, if it's not the most elite athletic high school in the United States, it's in the mix. How coaches haven't offered running back Travion Mizell Damatha? Uh well Mizell's committed to Georgia right now and and uh um so he's in the fold for them. And Ohio State, they're all in on a couple other guys. You know, Jarrett Gibson is kind of their number one target in the 2024 class. Tony Alford is going really hard for him. You know, I think that they're also, you know, I think that Ohio State's also looking at, at, at um, you know, the the young man that's committed to Florida State in the in the 2024 class as well, who plays quarterback, kind of reminds of Cam Akers with, with his style of play. Cameron Davis out of Albany, Georgia. You know, those are two guys that I know that Ohio State really likes at running back in, in the 2024 class. And when you're Ohio State, you kind of can draft at the position a little bit. Um, you know, certainly the guys that we've seen Ohio State recruit at running back, they've been uh, – historically as of late is that even a correct statement historically as of late as of late they've been uh major blue technically accurate yeah i don't think you can say historically as of late but you know ohio state they've been recruiting the premier backs in the country um and uh um you know Jarrett gibson is 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 a major target for them and and so is cameron davis those are guys that i know ohio state really likes a lot And, and and the list is a little longer than that but they're in on some major running backs right now. I would, don't you worry. Yeah. Running back is really one of those positions. I just don't worry about. I think there are plenty of them out there. We always end up with a good one. Let's finish with this wrong. Let's finish with this. Devil, I think. Do you actually believe that team up North is a top five team? So let's, let's, we talked about the top three. I think everyone's a consensus on that. There is some debate on four. I think most people have Clemson in there. Yeah, but I think I think that Michigan could beat Clemson. You know, I'm not. Uh, I like Michigan as a top five team. You know, and because uh, when I'm looking at the poll right now, yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I like I like Michigan in there. You know, there's some other schools that excite me a little bit. You know, I'm excited about Ole Miss. You know, we'll see. We'll see what Tennessee does at LSU, but they, you know, they've been interesting. Um, you know, obviously, I can't wait for the Penn State Michigan game when that goes down. Um, but like, who are you putting in? I mean, like, I, I I understand it's up for debate. If you want to put USC and Oklahoma State in, fine. But it's not blasphemous to say that you think Michigan's better than those teams as well, right? I mean, so sure, yeah, I, I can rock with it. You know, uh. And, and, and y'all should want Michigan to be good. I mean, y'all should want the Big Ten to be good because, I mean, that's what 
that's what will season you for these opponents that you really truly want to beat on the back end. Because say what you want, like you can watch LSU and you can watch Auburn and, and, and some of these programs and, and, and say that they're not very good. And they're not, man, sometimes uh, 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 in the SEC, but they're all big and physical, you know, and, and, and yeah. it's, a, it's a warrior league. And so for y'all, I mean, I would want Michigan to be really good and just beat them every year on the back end. I want Penn State to be good. I don't want Michigan State to lose three ball games in a row. I don't want them to go out to Washington and lose. You know, that's not good. Who's that good for in this league to go out to Washington and lose? It's not good. You know, um, if I'm Ohio State, I want, you know, high tides raise ships, you know. And uh, so um, you want Ohio State to get tested a little bit um, before they roll into the playoff. And, um, you know, we'll see. I think everything I just said there is kind of a cliche, though, but I, I believe in it. No, no, it's good. Most cliches are cliches because they've been said over and over and they're accurate. I would agree. I think Michigan and Penn State are both pretty good this year. Michigan's got a lot of speed on offense. I cut you off. I apologize. Michigan's got a lot of weapons on offense that they recruited over the last few cycles, really elevated their skill player dynamic ability in the running back and receiver room. They've always had tight ends. They've always had an offensive line. And then J.J. McCarthy is is a sophomore that's proving like he's got a, a, a really good trajectory. And Penn State, they are what they've always been. They're tough. They're not scared of anybody. They got some some people. They they've always kind of been to me like a schematic deal. Like are they are their coordinators putting their guys in the right position to play well on Saturday week in and week out? Was has, has been more my talk on more my thought on Penn State because the NFL draft they've only had more and more people picked every year. So they're on the, they, they've they've had more pro talent. Um, and, and so I, I just, uh, you know, is Mike Yersich coming into his own at Penn State? Sean Clifford, he's in his six. He's a six-year vet, you know, um, you know. But they they got some talented running backs. They got some wide outs that can run. They got a really good tight end room as well. And then on defense, they got guys that hit hard in, in all three levels. So, um, you know, obviously I'd pick Ohio State to beat both of them. But I think those two teams are exciting right now. Yeah. Those will be the games to watch. We've got him circled, and the Fong will be here to talk about both of them. We appreciate him stopping by. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row. begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. 